Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 478 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, and myself are asking Rick DeRook the five questions. Again, Brian is on assignment this week. So, if you haven't already, be sure to check out Rick's interview on episode 477. So, welcome back to the show, Rick. Oh, glad to be here. Thanks. Good. I hope I didn't butcher your last name too much. That not, is too bad my... this, not, not too bad this week. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> good, good. You know. Do you have to, like, swallow the... A little bit, and it's Diroch. No, it's, it's just it, you. You pronounce it R O K E. Diroch. Diroch. It, it's just a K. It's a Q U E on the on the end is French, and you pronounce it as just like you would a K. So, there you go. Oh, very yes. cool. Yes. That's why when someone calls and says, uh, "Is Mister Diroch?" or what? I know it's oh. a sales call, <laughs> and I hang up. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, my last name is Wisniewski. You know how many times that's mispronounced? <laughs> yeah, so you know you know the pain. Man. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. Would you, it's Wisniewski. No, thank you. I've known you 15 <laughs> years ago. I still can't pronounce it. So, you know. I was saying it doesn't read Wisniewski at all. It's, uh, it you have sure to know. does. There's well, one... it does if you're in if you're part of the initiated, but uh, take you know, out for the I. Else. Take out the I in the middle, and it definitely reads Wisniewski. It's not that far off. Take Isn't a, there a C out. in there? Like a, nope, nope. A rogue C. Oh, it's a different name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you take out the I, and you have nothing but consonants, don't you? No, that's my <laughs> mo my mother's maiden name. <laughs> with, with all the consonants and a, a vowel sprinkled in there. That's not that bad. Anyway, anyway, there let's move go. on. <laughs> Well, so we have a patron shout out and we want to give thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. But today we're singling out Rex Hansen. If you haven't heard the collection of Rex Hansen interviews that we've done over the years as he's worked his way through the North Bennett Street School, you should go back and listen to them. And uh, we want to thank Rex for his support of the show. If you would like to support MWA podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash MWA podcast and pledge your support. And uh, maybe you'll hear your name called out on the show. Yes. And thanks a bunch, Rex. So I guess so, we'll roll. Yes. Sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying let's roll into the five questions. I guess I say we'll so. roll right into the first question. So what is your favorite tool? Well, the the uh, bandsaw is my favorite tool in terms of, uh, of uh, motor, you know, power. Um, mm -hmm. I would get yeah, As you know, other... our limit's 23 favorite tools. Well, then that's good. I'll be... <laughs> I'll keep it keep it down, but uh, the bandsaw. I would probably give up every other power tool in my shop before I gave up the bandsaw because I can do just about everything. Well, except for the drill press, but I mean, just about anything else you can do on the bandsaw um, and clean it up with a hand plane. So um, I just and the the grizzly bandsaw that I have, the seventeen inch, has really done. I've been really pleased with it. I had a I had a uh, jet eighteen inch. And I couldn't keep that thing adjusted for the life of me. And so uh, there's nothing worse than a tool that frustrates. Mm. So um, yeah, the bandsaw, the, uh, the two hand tools, and it, you know, a lot depends when it's a favorite tool is depending on what you're building. Right. Um, when I'm, when I'm building chairs, the spoke shave, I uh, just, yes. I love working with a spoke shave on a, you know, um, it's one of those feelings you get when you're doing it, you just kind of, um, like you're going back in time or something like that. I just really in, in, enjoy the spoke shape, and especially on chairs. Um, and then the other one would be the five, um, uh, the Veritas low angle jack plane. Um, uh, yeah. That thing is just always cuts well. I mean, it's a well-made tool. Um, I, I just really enjoy that. I was just looking at Veritas planes, bench planes, 
and something about their aesthetic just doesn't agree with me. I don't know what it is. Like I understand. Well, it's not tradition. It's not traditional. I've it's got true. Yeah. You know, I've got a, a Stanley number three and a uh, a number four um, Lee Nielsen, um, and they're beautiful planes, and they're you know it's they work great. Um, mm -hmm. But they're more traditional, and I think they are prettier. I, I mean, a uh, Veritas plane, I don't think is as pretty as a or as beautiful or however you want to describe it as a right, traditional right. plane. I mean, if functionally, I'm sure I'd get over it. It's just you know, when I'm looking to to purchase something, it, my eye just kind of goes, eh. yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I, again, traditional for sure. I've got Stanley, old Stanley, five, five, yeah, five and a six. Uh, I've got a, I got a Wood River four that echoes those those design elements like it there's just something to it that's like eh but i know that being a modern tool it's going to perform outperform anything that's probably vintage hands yep. down and so there's something the, to that for sure the totes on the lee nielsen planes are far more comfortable than mm. the ones on the lee valley and and much like a lee Va valley catalog there's a lot of doodattery going on in the hand mm -hmm. planes that mm -hmm. i just don't understand yeah oh no I, like i don't i, I like the i like the i agree with rick i have the veritas low angle jack plane and that one and my um lee nielsen number three smoother are probably the two planes i use the most mm -hmm. you know? and that's what i think like it because the they make the low angle version i don't know they're not well well um leave Lee Nelson makes a low angle one too but um, a, a bench plane i mean they're not yeah yeah they yeah. make a yeah yeah, okay. uh, yeah. So the, but, the low angle jack the from Lee Valley is the one that got me into hand planes, but now mm. that I have a Lee Nielsen low angle jack, I do not mm. use the Lee Valley one. Ah, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Hey, the only difference for me and like the only edge that Lee Valley has in that tool is the blade, the P the PMV eleven blade. And there are mm -hmm. people who hate that. So I, I don't, I mean, I think it's great. I right. Love I mean, this is all very, get... we're getting into the weeds on. on yeah. This. Yeah. This is nerdery yeah, at its best. Nerdery <laughs> at its best. But no, yeah. for, for you, I get it. The Veritas low angle jack plane. Perfect. Well, you know, the, I bought the, you know, um, low angle jack because uh, it was less expensive than the Lee Nielsen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. How and I, was and I it. got yeah. it. I got it years ago and it's worked well for me. And so I've just mm -hmm. always gone by. If it works and it does everything I want it to do, um, you know, yeah, maybe the Lee Nielsen, you know, looks a little better or might perform just a slight, you know, I just, you know, enjoy it. But I now I've got the Lee Nielsen number four and I love it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a yeah. very nice Wayne. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I've that low angle um, jack, it, uh, you know, will take that end grain and then, especially with air dry walnut, I can take that same blade and everything and smooth you know some air dried walnut just fine you know so mm -hmm. um um so anyway that's why i still have it i'm not the, i i usually don't go you know take something like that that's working for me and i like it and buy something because it's nicer you know <laughs> oh for sure for yeah. sure and it works yeah. for you and it's getting the job done you know look like previously we had talked about you know router lifts you know, like nice, nice to have is not necessarily need to have. Yep. And if I've got one that does that and may not be somehow as convenient or whatever, but it still gets the job done. I mean, there's a hard sell to get you to increase that or improve that or in, in whatever way. Yeah. Yep. And there's no way I'd have two of those planes if I had yeah. students coming in here 
needing to use. Oh, Anthem. that yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Oh, there's, yeah. there's just absolutely no reason to earn, to own one of each unless you're buying one and planning on selling the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, and, and that's but where I, I am. Like, I don't know. Like aesthetically, you know, because my plan is to eventually build a, a bit of a, a plain wall, not not wall, but whatever. Get them out of the drawer, you know, because they're kind of you know cobbled in there a little bit, and you know. Aesthetically, do I want to have old Stanley bench planes next to a very modern looking, non traditional? That's just, that's purely my eye and and you know, yeah, I don't know. It's my personality. Like I, I'm, I don't know. Like yeah, you're I, OCD I, and all this. A little bit of OCD. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. And it's like I I don't I don't have like a brand you know loyalty per yeah. chance. I want something that works first, and then I don't care you know I don't care what it looks for it as long as it works for me. But but when it gets to it, I want it to. Yeah, I'd like it to fit you know among others if possible so yeah. and i and i've used enough traditional bench planes to know like i don't mind that feel at all i understand the benefits of a low angle in in you know tough grain and otherwise you know there's there are reasons for it but yeah well you know i've got the the number four lee nielsen um and i've got it at the regular angle um you know for just normal uh playing right. and stuff but i right. did buy the number four um bevel up uh veritas now i don't think mm -hmm. that looks as good i think it's actually that one it's kind of an ugly plane because it's wider and stuff but i've got mm, yeah. that at a 62 degree angle mm. and when you're doing and i don't use it very often but like when i was doing the 18th century secretary the, the top of it was um 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 quarter sawn. and if you've ever playing quarter sawn wood it doesn't matter what direction you're going and it just tears out and right. so but with that 62 um degree it was uh now that's the total degree not just necessarily. i was gonna say like that's yeah. a 45 with a 22 degree it's a 40 that's yeah, right. yeah. With a 12 yeah, degree. yeah that's how right. all my planes were sharpened <laughs> yep yeah so. that's so um but it went through that and smoothed it perfectly so that's the only reason i bought that just because i didn't want to spend you know a whole bunch of money for something i'm not using that often but when i need it it just it, you know when you're getting it against that grain that just seems to tear out for no matter what what you do that that 62 degree is just i mean it's hard to push but it it just cleans <laughs> it up really nice yep i mean you're getting to scraper yep. you're, you're approaching it, scraper at that point yeah well it's it's uh um, interesting i think one of the fun things about woodworking is there are so many things that people enjoy about it you know there's, you know, there's always the debate, would you, you know, should you do hand tools or power tools? It really doesn't matter. It's what you enjoy. Some people, yeah. the whole reason they're in woodworking is the shop. Oh, yeah. It's really mm -hmm. not what they're building. You know what I mean? And so um, it's like you were saying about bringing the, the planes out. If you like them to be all the same, you know, make or, or style or something like that, that's great. That's, you know, that's what we're there for. You want to come into your shop and, 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 and yep. put a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? There, there's this guy in Houston. Uh, I don't know how he makes his money, but he makes a lot of money. <laughs> he has this shop. <laughs> he spends a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. He has this shop that looks like the studly tool chest just at about, you know, 3000 square feet. Yep. That's a lot <laughs> of mahogany. That's what, but that's what it, he enjoys, you know? Yeah, and that's what he enjoys. Know? And it's all about, yeah, it is all about the shop. But I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, 
here's my wall of drawers with ebony and mahogany and all this stuff. And this is where I keep all my little nuts and bolts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's incredible, but it's, yeah, it's what you enjoy. <laughs> it's what you enjoy. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be fun if, if like, that's all I wanted to mm -hmm. do. I, mm -hmm. I could totally get into that kind of outfitting. Yep. Um, you know, I just, it's never occurred to me that it's, stop and make that stuff instead of you know chairs or benches or whatever oh yeah yeah well i understand that but it always is fun to make shop furniture and you know yeah. shop organization i, yeah. I do I, I can see how that can get addicted really quickly he's probably got a house full of furniture so he can't he's got nowhere else to go <laughs> yeah exactly probably <laughs> you know, great yeah, shop that's right well, i had a friend that that um, or someone i knew had a wonderful shop i mean it was immaculate it was, I mean, done just beautifully. I don't, I don't think he made any furniture, but he, he that <laughs> shop was gorgeous. But mm. that was his enjoyment, you know. That yeah, was right. His hobby. Do, yeah, you know. So no, there you go. So rolling right into that, the second question: Who has influenced you the most? You know, um, there's not any one person. Basically. In the beginning, you know, in 2003, when I started, there wasn't any internet or anything like that. And so there was fine woodworking and pop woodworking. And, um, you know, a lot of the authors like Gary Rogaski and Christopher Schwartz and Lonnie Bird, Christian Bexford and uh, Philip Lowe, um, all of their influences. I mean, every one of them always had articles of, of how to, you know, do whatever it is that, you know, in building this stuff. And that inspired me back then um, to get better, you know, and 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 uh, um, be able to do some of the things that they were doing. Um, so I, there, there's, you know, I I enjoy um, Christopher Schwartz writing now. I mean, he's he's very prolific, and I think he's got quite a bit of my money. I think from the books that I've bought from him, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. Fair amount. Um, Fair amount. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. That's he all. Spent that yes. all on bacon. That yeah. money's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all but you know, I, I enjoy supporting someone that that is doing what he's doing and supporting mm -hmm. the uh, um, the community and stuff. So, um, but so I'd say it's it's all those authors, uh, you know, those magazines back then. Um, you know, it, I hear a lot of times when um, you guys are interviewing people and they're saying it's uh, the Wood Whisperer, or but these guys all started, you know, ten years right. ago. When um, and I probably would do the same thing, but for me, when I was first in, the influences were were those magazines and and those authors and stuff. I'm sure mm -hmm. I'm missing some of the authors too, but um, that was pretty much where where my influences have come from. Very cool. What is your woodworking white whale? Well, if you asked me that three years ago, it would have been that 18th century secretary. But since yeah. I mm -hmm. completed that, um, basically. Um, I have two bedrooms upstairs still to do, and I'm doing one in the craftsman style, you know, uh, the quarter sawn white oak. And I want to do a green and green, one of the the other, the last bedroom in green and green um, to get all the portion proportions right and stuff, unless you're making a complete um, copy of their, their uh, stuff. Um, that's a tough one, you know, cause I've yeah. seen some of this green and green stuff. And it doesn't look good, you know what I no. mean? Because the, the portions mm. are wrong and stuff. Now, um, who's the and guy? There's no there? rules. Like you can't. <laughs> I've tried to right. work out the math on the plowed lips and stuff like that. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Oh, well, nope. as, as someone who's 
has a living room out of green and green, basically. It's I think the most important thing is pick a house you like, Thorson, Gamble, yeah. whatever, and do it in that. And just make sure you don't mix the two because as soon as <laughs> right. you get people that are into Most green and green, don't I'm going to throw every green and green detail into one piece of furniture. And it looks like crap. Yep. Just I, it's all about the pillowed ebonized pegs. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and their proportions are just very good with what mm-hmm. they were working with. And right. And I mean, it's essentially craftsmen with a with a um japanese or chinese uh, um um influence you know what i mean yeah Uh, make it yeah and so um i guess that's why i'm leaving that to the last bedroom to to really get an idea of of um um, how to design it and stuff like that but i think you're right about the houses because they built their furniture for specifically that house and that room or whatever Mm -hmm. You, you know, if, if you ask them if they could take that chair and put it in, you know, a different one of their houses and they would, yeah, they would not go no. with it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's probably my white whale now is, is I'd love to do that. I just, um, I want to do the, the craftsman style room first. That'll give me some ideas on, on, cause it's of those influences yeah. and then get to the green. Well, the joinery is all the same. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd, right. I'd recommend picking up Daryl Peart's books. I like his yeah. designs. He, yeah. I think he's got a very good eye for the green and green. You know, they're not exact copies, but he he yeah. makes something that looks like they would have possibly made. You know, and I think that's the key. Is and so I, I think I do have his book actually. Okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah. He just he's just came out with a new one uh, recently in the last couple of months. Okay, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you can get it on Amazon. I think it's I think it's out. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, and it's it it goes more into some of his more per some of his designs on a taking mm-hmm. green and green, and then of course, of course, he has his book on you know green and green details, which gives you a lot of perspective on how to actually make the joints or make the ebony right. plugs or you know cloud lifts, all that kind I of think- stuff. I think I have two of his books. Mm-hmm. Um, I because uh, when yeah, he has that, he has two, and this is his third one. Yeah, right. So I yeah. have his two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that would be it. Well, cool. Well, cool. what is what has been your biggest stumbling block in woodworking? <sighs> waiting for in, lumber to dry. <laughs> waiting for lumber. No, I've that's, I've gotten pretty used to waiting. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, um, I remember telling my wife when we were driving, you know, taking the, the butt log of that one big tree, I said, uh, take a look at that. There's your dining table. And she goes, well, when are you going to have it done? I said, it'll be three years before we get Four it done. Four years from now. Yeah. That's right. You know, but three years um, before I start. Yeah. Before I <laughs> yeah. start. That's exactly right. The, um, I think, especially in the beginning, like sharpening, I went through all, every kind of sharpening system, you know, cause you'd start on one and then you'd read about another one. And then you yep. think, okay, that's the one. You know, um, I had that the power sharpener, which was that one that um, um, I can't remember which one it was. I thought that was going to be it. Workshop, yeah. that's what yep. it was. Yeah, and that wasn't it until finally um, I read an article with um, Christopher Schwartz, and I'm sure others have had it. And it basically said, find something, mm-hmm. get good at it. Because hey, I never got good at it. You know, I would just keep going. Um, from one thing to another and he says just get good they all work it just it, it get good at it and once you get good at it if you want to try another one 
you try it, then you have something to compare it to. Yep. And I wish I'd done that in the very beginning because I have a very simple system now, works great. Um, and, you know, I just wish I'd done that, you know, earlier instead of chasing after the, the latest thing <laughs> or, you know, whatever. I think it's just you get good at, learn to get good at something before you make variations from it, I guess is the, yeah. no, that's, for me, that's something that. that Yeah, that, that's good. I mean, it's, it's easy to go, Oh, that's not working. Let me just try this other thing. Maybe yeah. there's a, something else that could help me or, yeah. you know, I think sometimes, sometimes we want to do the, what's the easiest rather than just uh -huh. making something and then going, okay, how can I make this easier? But you've already done it. You already know how to do it. You just, you know, maybe make some adjustments or doing whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? Steps. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and mean, you know, the other thing I found, I found it interesting because, um, um, Sean, you and Kyle were talking about, you know, how to shape those rockers mm -hmm. and you're telling them about a jig and he's doing, you know, <laughs> and it was interesting because when you're making one off stuff, you know, it's, if you're making, you know, uh, uh, a line of furniture or something, so you're going to have all these jigs cause you want to do things quickly. You know, mm -hmm. I found that lots of times just taking a hand plane and, you know, planing the curve or taking a spoke shave or whatever to align was quicker than you know because i used to jig everything up you know yep. i mean you yep. just jig it all up now sometimes you still have to do that there's nothing wrong with that you know type thing but i just found a lot of times i was able to just just take a hand plane or take spoke shave or something and and just shape it to the line and and uh you know every um you know we think curves or angles are tough but it's still just cutting to the line you yeah, know if you can You're define the the line to go to you just just cut to that line, like whatever 90, it is. 90 degrees is an angle. Yep. Yep. That's exactly yep. right. Yep. And so, it, and so is 20. Very good. You know, like, yeah, it's all angles. Yep. I think I would, I would add to your sharpening comment to get good at it and try to use it up. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you buy a water stone and you use it up, then, hmm. and you're not good at it, then it's time to switch. Yep. Is try glass and you know glass and sandpaper. And if yes. you burn through all your sandpaper, then maybe try something different. That's a much cheaper route than buying good a good water ceramic stone. water stones or ceramic water stones in generation, you know, yep. because yeah. they're a little more of an investment. Because I don't know many you know that have worked through entire stones. If you have an entire stone and you aren't good at it yet, take up bird watching. You know what? You're bad at woodworking. Outsource your sharpening. If you want to continue woodworking and just have someone else sharpen your tools because you're frankly, no, it's not for you. That's right. <laughs> yes, That's I, I have exactly ruined it. a stone, like cracked it into a million pieces because it got yeah. too thin. Mm -hmm. But I, well, you were close. I avoid you were using close it then. so much that I glued it to a backer board so Ooh. that I could keep using it um so wow yeah i mean that that that's what happens when you use something long enough mm -hmm. you know you're like oh no this works i i want to save it. i don't want to spend 80 dollars to replace this thing that, but so. you know what you've justified getting another one though like because you've I, used oh it yeah that much yeah for sure yep. you have done yeah because they do the, it is a wear item it's a long wear item but it's mm -hmm. a wear item and so for someone like you you do a lot of sharpening you do a lot of work you know teaching and otherwise sure for the for the general guy like me I'm going to use that same tool and it's going to last me a decade more. It's a lifetime tool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, and yeah. so it's nothing to it. So I, I've, 
I'm more of, I do have some, some like shaft and stones. I'm just going to get good at that. <laughs> you know, I, the, no, no holds barred. I'm just going to get good at it. Well, that's what uh, I, I use. I uh, use before changing. I, use I, did, I tried, yeah. I, I do have a, 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 a granite plate and I have sandpaper and I did try that briefly, but I really preferred stones once I got them use those and mm-hmm. I good results and fine. I might go up a grit, you know, I'm going to go past it out grit right now. You know, I'd yeah. like maybe go a little finer. So, so Rick, you said you had Shaftons? Well, I have water stones oh. and uh, they just, you know, I went back to the basics and it works. The other thing that really helped is I've got it on the tray and I built a little, <laughs> it's funny. I always built a prototype and if it works, then I'm going to build some really nice thing. Well, it's been five years and I still have that same thing. It's <laughs> it <must> nice. <laughs> but everything, it, well, it's not nice, but it's very functional and everything's right there. It's right next to my bench because I think the biggest thing on sharpening is it needs to be easy. It needs to be quick. You know what I mean? Yep. If you have yep. to stop and walk across their, your shop or do whatever and get the water and do all, you know, um, on my stones, I just have to spray them. Um, so I guess yep. I, don't, yep. I don't know what kind of stone they are. Um, it's been so long, um, and it I'll never like wear them out. It yeah, sounds I'm like sure captains, and uh, yeah. but I just have everything right there. I don't freehand, um, except for on some of the curved um, ones. But um, I don't do it enough. You know, it's not an everyday thing where I get the muscle memory. So I mm-hmm. use the the uh, a guide, and uh, but it just it's really quick. It's easy um, when yep. it needs to be sharpened. I'm not sitting there because the worst thing is when you're. They're going, it needs to be sharpened, but I don't want to pull everything out and do all, mm. you know, if it's easy and quick, you'll yep. do it. And yep. I wish I'd learned that, you know, 20 years ago, but. Um, yep. I'm the same way. I ha- I have a Tormac and I've only used it once and not very long because it's so much uh, more complicated. How than much just you want for your water Tormac? To uh, shipping to Texas. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a prepaid shipping label. That's not a problem. <laughs> I, it's a, a, I think I got it's a shipping T, down. It's a T seven, <laughs> is it? I think I'm not getting rid of it. No, it's a T eight. I have a T eight. Just okay, look at it. Okay, okay. Um, no. And just give me first rider refusal. <laughs> okay, okay. Should I ever get rid of it, I will contact you first. I promise. All right, all right. There you go. There you go. No, it's it's fine. All right, all right, Rick. So let's uh, let's talk about the last question. How has the internet influenced your work? Oh, not at all. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Perfect. I don't care about those people. What are you talking about? Internet stinks. What's, what's, what's this internet you're talking about? <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, it was, uh, no, not Bob Dole. Who, who Al Gore. Who invented the internet? Yeah. Al, Al Gore. Gore. Yeah, Al Gore. there you go. Yeah. That's right. Um, I, for me, it's not so much the information, like learning something, um, as much as um, the so much um, you get so much inspiration from all everything else that's being built out there, which you would never have seen. I mean, without like Instagram or something like that, you know, you see some things. It's not so much you're going to build the exact thing, but you see a curve or you see a, a style or something that just really influences what you want to build, you know. Um, um, and I think that's the big, for me, the biggest thing is, you know, we don't have museums around. This is Arkansas. You know, we don't have, we have a few museums, but nothing for furniture or anything like that. Okay. And uh, like on the East coast, you know, you can, there's all kinds of places to, to see furniture and stuff. We don't get that so much here, but on the internet, you know, I, it's 
all around the world. You know, you can see all kinds of influences and stuff. And I think that's for me has been the biggest um, um, thing for me is is uh, is that for sure. Cool. Cool. And, and you know, you you do listen to podcasts. I do listen to podcasts, and I've listened to every one of your podcasts because I drive. Every, you know, <laughs> I, between patients over these years, and I just turn, I just put the podcasts on, and it starts from one and goes all the way through. And I say, you guys are getting better. Okay. It's oh, just... thank you, thank you. What <laughs> year are you on? Yeah. Oh, no, this has got to be. This has got to be before I joined. Yeah. To. Well, no, I'm already through them all. I mean, it, it, when you drive <laughs> around for the last, well, I don't know how long you guys been doing it. Oh, but, we're pushing ten or eleven years. Yeah, I'm from the beginning. So you know, when I'm oh, driving, fantastic. I'm now. There's some guys. It's interesting. Maybe you guys can fill me in. When I'm working in the shop, I can't be disturbed. You know, like if if there's a some people watch movies and some people mm. listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Football. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can't. I can't do that. I'm because I'm concentrating on what I'm doing, and for some reason, it just distracts me. I mean, I like music because it's background and that kind of thing. Right. But uh, do you guys ever, you know, listen to stuff like that? You know, podcasts or watch. I do. Whatever. I do. I I listen. I listen to podcasts almost exclusively, and. Of, of varying types, but that's that's in my office job. That's mowing the lawn. That's anything golfing. I mean, it's literally like it's it's just a constant, and it's it's the partial it's partial attention. You mm-hmm. know, it's not it's not constantly there. It's not like music where some music, especially familiar music, you don't have to think about it. You it you know it, and it's just kind of like going to be background, and and you can hum along because you already knew it. You know, it's that's a different vibe, I guess. And it's just, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I listen to um, music and then I listen to podcasts both, but I don't listen. And when I'm in the shop, I do not listen to woodworking podcasts because (laughs) sometimes I will try what, what they say. What was that technique? What, what Uh, were they talking about? Yeah. It's like interested detail that you want to pay attention to. Exactly. So I'll listen to woodworking podcasts mainly when I'm like in the car or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but you know, I I do you know football. I'm not a big sports fan, but I'm a big football fan. So this time of year, I'm listening mainly to football podcasts, football related podcasts. NFL or college? Yeah. NFL, NFL, little college, you know, because I, you know, I'm I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with uh, your head coach, you know, whether they're going to ban him, you know, is the is the Big Ten going to oh, ban him or not? Are you, ta- are you talking about Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Harbaugh is he going to be you know behind mm. bars by the no, end of this season? No, not not a chance. Not a chance in hell. No. Nope. He's he's done well. Um, it's really unfortunate that they've. It is. It's unfortunate. You know? It's you know it, you know let's yeah. let's turn this way. You know, like it, it's unfortunate for the kids. And I you know there's all this all these claims and all this stuff talking about the team in the last couple of years because of all the crap that one bad actor did. Um, that's being yeah, but he's the mud. standing next to the offensive and defensive. I know, I know, game. I know. What the hell is he doing there? Huh? huh? Well, huh? he's a, he's a staffer. There's plenty of those guys on the <laughs> sidelines. Like that happens, but but you know, well, hopefully say, the investigation if, will, will yeah determine we'll figure whether, that out yeah. exactly. If you say that that is a really strong determinant, then Aiden Hutchinson isn't the best you know, rookie in the NFL last year because mm. he's just a good player. And he came up in that program. Did he do? Is he a good player because he saw something, or is he a good player because he worked at it? That there's there's a defining line there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, both can be right. They can be. 
They absolutely yeah. can be, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm, what, I'm just, I'm just giving you hell there. Sean. I know. I know what, <laughs> what level advantages of it from what I understand. And I never played I, the game personally, yeah. but there's no way that no matter how much knowledge you have beforehand cannot no. dictate a game like this. Yeah. No. Well, There's you way know, too Mi much action. You know, Miss Michigan is the uh, Houston Astros of college football. Well, I like. I know. Uh, I know. Hey, you know, they hate you because <laughs> they ain't you, right? Like, you, I, you got I, a target on your head because you look like you're the best thing in in the game right now. Yeah. I like Harbaugh. He used. I'm a 49er fan. I grew up mm -hmm. in the Bay Area, yeah. and um, I was upset when they, you know, let him go because I think he's a an excellent coach. He's kind of. Mm. He's he's very different. You know, yeah. he's, he is. he's, oh, uh, he's, very he's a little strange. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think he probably has some, um, I don't know, on the spectrum or something like that. Yeah, I guess. Might, I don't yeah, know. For sure. You know, for sure. um, very but, high functioning, uh, uh, very high functioning. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's a good coach and I think he is, you know, um, and I hated to see him go. And I hope this tarnish, you know, his reputation or anything. Hopefully it comes out that they had nothing to do with it. They'll still get some, they will punishment for sure know, because they will they will but i yeah i think it is going to be that it'd be like oh, okay you're implicated because you are in the position you are but not because you asked for it to happen right. right right and that's that's the dicey thing and the 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 criticals of the, of the area want to want to call for you know brim fire and brimstone but in reality you know due process let's let's figure out what actually happened let's get two reports and let's figure out what what rules were broken by who and yep. yeah. I think it comes mostly from Ohio State, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the word on the street, although I don't know how much actual evidence we have of that, but that would make sense because of a track record. But mm -hmm. that's uh that's for a larger discussion that may may be uncovered. There okay. Yeah. All right. You and Rich Eisen are, you know, simpatico <laughs> on this. We are. We are. You know why? Because I'm a fan of the school that he graduated from. That's <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> exactly. Well, so with uh, college football talk uh, done, um, so Rick, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Um, uh, Instagram uh, at Rick4212. Mark, what about yourself? You can find me on Instagram at MarkBuildsIt or at The Joint Effort on YouTube or JointEffort.net. And uh, I am not the one to contact about football. So stick with <laughs> Kyle or Sean. There you Kyle, go. Contact Kyle or Sean. Where can people contact you about football, Kyle? You can always contact me about football at uh, Barton.Kyle or BB Custom Tools on Instagram, BBCustomTools.com or on YouTube under BB Custom Tools and Kyle Barton. So, Sean, what about yourself? You can find me at SeanW78 on most social medias and definitely hit me up if you want to talk about uh, the atrocities that the Michigan football program has uh, been spreading around. Go Blue! And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.